Open Nesters podcast is a weekly podcast that explores new ways of living as our kids leave the nest. Now in season three, the podcast topics go deeper and wider in interviews with individuals, couples, and experts in areas ranging from relationships and families to adventure, spirituality, and sexuality. Tessa, we have been talking about this previously uh, in various occasions. We talked about what is it that one needs to do to prepare for Act 3, and recently... Uh, as you recall, in some parties that we have attended and some of our audience have reached out to us, that questions came up again, right? Yes, asking how we can look at this stage of life. I mean, it comes up in different ways and in different qu- styles of questions, but the, it all comes down to how ready we are and how we can actually open up to Act 3. The question is, can we do something today before the kids have left the house to prepare to that open nesting stage, which we call Act 3. And I think there is, and there are, many things that one can do. And we talked about various categories that uh, I guess the the couple has to kind of think about. Do you want to mention it? Sure. So I also don't know that we can be structured in this way because, it, as you know, that's not my my way of learning, my, my particular way of learning, and for many of you out there, it could be the same. And we will give some structure to this. But just know that there is no one answer. It's a continuous journey that no one can give you the answer for. We all find our own way and find our own questions to ask. And the awareness of the question becomes the most important. Are we ready for Act 3? So, we're, you know, we looked at the idea and, of aligning. And, and, and something yeah. else I want to mention here that is very important. We are really... Um, I guess open nesters, and we have experienced open nesting, and we have a various and, and we have a we have a lifestyle that we adopt to ourselves that align with our core values and align with our relationship, and it's going to be different for every couple. Every couple has to come up with their own terms, their own idea of what open nesting mean and we by no means trying to impose our opinion on anybody nor we're trying to suggest that one lifestyle or one uh, value is better than the other we just here to tell you what we're thinking about and what we have done previously to get to the stage that we are we by no means expert on finances or on love, or on relationship, or anything like that. We are just here to tell you what we are thinking about what one should do. Am I correct with that? Yeah, and, and three years into the podcast, we've been able to get a lot of input from the people we've interviewed. So, you know, 125 episodes in, we're really, we, we've learned so much. So there's no correct. end goal. And so the idea is, I mean, it happened last night. I went to a party just to show our, just to give, I'm going to categorize the, the areas that we're going to talk about in a minute. But just you talked about that people ask us this. And, and just to give you a, a silly example that we would have never been at this point eight or ten years ago. Correct. But we went to a party together because most of the time when we're going out together and we go to, invited to a party together, this was a rare one because it was a kind of a poly kink party. And I honestly am not as much in the poly kink world, but I'm always open. I like meeting people. And, and we were invited together. And since it was close by, after a couple hours, I just, I kind of had enough. I was curious about a lot of people. I talked to people, but I didn't feel as much resonance 
of being there for a long period of time. And so, so Amir took me home and went back to the party. Now, all I want to say is that this is not the whole discussion of what we're going to talk about today. Right. I just want to say we were not at that place eight years ago, I would say. Correct. And over the last few years with this podcast and with our own evolution and conscious discussion about giving each other the space to pursue different ways of being, that's going to be one of the topics is the his need, our needs, not his or her, but the the individual needs of each person as we evolve is one of the topics. And as we grow as a couple, you know, the the stage of the kids leaving the nest is is a serious one. It is a it's happened gradually, and all of a sudden, the kids are not there anymore. There's nobody to pour cereal to in the morning. There's nobody to prepare lunches, and it sometimes can get traumatic, and some some parents are very attached to their children. I hope so, but they are kind of like would miss that uh, parently experience and love that their they, identity, you know, identity of themselves exactly. as parents. Exactly, and so we're making the shift by doing that by knowing that our big topic, I think, we're going to cover right now, is aligning our dreams and goals and family values. As we have this shift in consciousness and, yeah. and logistics I mean, and physical I, changes, right. how we align those together. And we figured out that this probably the most important topic is to align the, the family and the partnership goals and dreams together. Absolutely. And then the other two topics I know you wanted to mention before we go back to the alignment of these important values are... Dealing with finances and dealing with how do we open up even our relationship in ways that work for us communication wise? How do we actually get into the the needs of our bodies as we get older? How do we act, how do we discuss these topics as we enter this new stage? And basically the needs of our minds, bodies, spirits, our souls. And, and giving each other the space for each other's family. So let's talk about aligned values first, because I think it's Correct. a great way to start with family aligned values, the way you've so beautifully offered me this, this time as our kids not, didn't need us as much, and I had less less pressure to be in a full-time job once I was actually let go right before the pandemic, and I had more flexibility in my time to be able to follow my values and family values of origin and be able to go down to spend more time in Florida with family. And And I'm so grateful for that because right now that investing in that and us having that that value for family is is making it creates a legacy that I feel so proud of for our own kids, for them to be able to watch, and that that you you giving me that freedom for me is still aligning with our family values of what we see together, and discussing that that we that taking time like I, I know you guys out there probably are going to deal with this. Someone is often a caretaker of a, of a parent. And once your kids leave, you could be in the sandwich generation. Right. How are you aligning your values around those family decisions? And if you have to bring in an outsider, an expert, or someone in the field to like let you to discuss it objectively, I mean, we've been lucky about, we had a lot of those similar values. I was there for, for Amir's father when he was dying. We were always very, very, very caretaking families. Not everybody comes from that. So, so aligning right. those values are really important as a role model for kids from our family of origin. Well, it's not only for the role model, but it's also for our own lives. I mean, a couple really should talk about what is it 
that are going to happen when the parent is passing? What is, what is the values, what is the core values that you're going to be hanging on to and fight for as you get older and the kids are leaving the house? So those family values is an open discussion between the couple, and I think that we have communicated quite a bit of what's really important to us, uh, being with our parents in their last days or as they age. And showing up for our siblings and having exactly. creating better communication to accept that they're all very different. So we each come from families of four. Right. And I would say that that gave us an example of how to accept that people are so different. And as we get older, accepting those differences with so much more love. Right. And this is, we're talking about direct uh, external family, which mean not exactly our kids so much as we're talking about our siblings and parents as, as we age and prepare to that stage. And then there is the kids' relationship that are, uh, I, I think that Tessa, we are always agreed of how we're going to raise our children, what are we, what values we're going to give them, what kind of an education they're going to get, and we let them really pursue their heart. We have not push them to go into certain academics or certain subject matter or become specialists in whatever, we really let them pursue their hearts. And that is always an issue uh, comes with couples that really one, one, one parent wants the kids to do one thing or another. And the, the parents that are approaching stage three need to really align those values. Uh, what, what is how much freedom they give to the kids to make their own decision as far as their career concern. As far as their lives are concerned, whether it's they choose their choice of partner, whether it's, it's, their, it's even if life. I don't agree with one of my, 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 our kids' choices, the idea that we don't are not we are we are honoring and trusting that we've done the best we can this is the this is the time when the when the when the rubber hits the road you know is that our, we have done you guys are you, people are listening now while their kids maybe are teenagers i think formative years are now how the relationship is the trust and the respect and and the way of being of of showing up as an imperfect and sometimes messy person that and as we are as parents and people and showing that the love is so there for to trust them to make their decisions and see how we can support them by asking. So instead of me being even the one to tell them anymore, I think the emotional relationship is where I definitely have been strongest with them. I'd say, you know, with generosity, they know they can count on you for anything. It's like we both have a little bit of different roles there, and they know and Correct. believe that. They know they know which parent to ask for what. And they, they do, and that emotional support, though, doesn't just come at, as a blanket statement that I then get to say whatever I want. I have learned from my kids, and this is one of the things I would say in Act 3, it's great to do that kind of learning for yourself, to begin asking, now, do you just want me to listen, or would you like my suggestions? This is how we show adulting with full respect to the kid. It doesn't mean that we have we, we know better. It means that we are learning from them and they are continuing to learn from us. And that's built the respect that I think I've seen with our kids lately that have made me really has made me proud for both of us. You're absolutely right, Tessa, and we're proud of the way we raise our children, but it was a lot of communication, a lot of discussion, not only between ourselves, but also with the kids. We have interviewed uh, several couples, uh, parents, that their kids are estranged, that they don't talk to the parents anymore, they don't want to get involved in their lives, they don't know where they are, they don't know what they're doing, and maybe it's maybe the parent preferred that way, maybe the kids was troublesome throughout the years, and they're happy that they are away and they don't know what's happening to them, 
if that's what you want, that's one thing. But we, our values are to be close to our family, close to our children as much as possible. If we can geographically, we would, but we are not going to try to influence that either. If the kids decide to go to a different state, different country for that matter, and live their life, that is what they need to pursue. And the couple has to be really aligned with that decision of how much freedom they're going to give to the kids. And it's not really something that you kind of, well, you know, we let them do whatever they want. It's a discussion. It's a discussion because if, if the kids wants to go to a university in, in England, go to Oxford, and that costs money, that is a decision that the couple has to make. It is not just, you know, whatever the kid wants and he, he, he gets it. There's a lot of other situation just like that that required decision by the couple of what the future of the children are. I remember that when before our son went to high school, we were able to kind of we had we were on a crossroad on a fork in the road stating okay do we push him to the academics or we let him follow his heart for his music and we have decided collectively as a couple that we want to let them follow his heart for music and this is what we have done and and I want I don't want to um, toot our own horn as much as we we do feel like it's 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 something that we're proud of and the perfect is certainly not Oh, definitely not. We made many mistakes. It's it's certainly not something that we can say we've done it all right. We've just been able to admit when we've had to learn and fall and let the kids teach us through their some of their pains. So I think we, you know, we're proud of where we are now. And I just want to say that it's never it doesn't mean that in, in two weeks something can come up that can throw us off and we have to regroup in our in our communication with each other. It's a continuous evolving project even as parents of older adult kids so we don't want to you know say that you're ever going to arrive i don't think we'll ever arrive uh and i do and i do want to say that we uh Amir mentioned the estranged we actually have an episode if you are listening and you know somebody who has a child who's estranged we have a have dr joshua coleman who wrote a book uh, called parent child estrangement and how to heal basically rules of estrangement and I also understand that I have friends and in our own lives that were very nurturing parents. And there are kids who have a chemical imbalance and are going to go through what they're going to go through to separate from their parents. And I, we cannot ever put out a, a scale of judgment on that. So, you know, we're trying to show you our situation, give you uh, our insights. And right. that's all they are. Really our own insights from our own experiences because we didn't have... And we're grateful for kids that had too much mental illness. We've had a daughter go through some of trauma and, we, and kids on medication. And we're not clean of, of nothing. But right. we do understand that this is not a straight road. And, you know, kids that, get, that are in therapy because they want to become better and strengthen the things that we didn't do well. We don't do everything perfectly. No. The, the, the reason that we're bringing the kids well-being and happiness after they leave the nest is because it's going to directly affect uh, the happiness of the couple. I mean, do you want to be close to your children and you want to be involved in their lives? Then their happiness is going to matter to you. If you've been close to your children and they're not happy, that's going to affect your act three. It's going to affect them if, if they are sick or uh, suffer with some chemical imbalance and they are uh, require attention. It will affect your act three. And that is why we're mentioning the happiness of the children is an important part of 
your preparation for Act 3. That's why communication between you and her and her and you is so valuable pre-kids leaving the nest. And also, you know, we did a lot of our own preparation to build on our dream building together. And so I want to talk about that subject, aligning dreams. And so before, before Act well, 3... You before know. you say that, mm-hmm. I just want to say, and, and to emphasize something else, that we did not think about these things as the kids were growing and leaving the house. We just did that, uh, I guess, as an instinct, survivalist instincts in some cases. We did not say, okay, we are going to be empty nester, open nesters, or whatever, and then we need to do one, two, three. Right now, having the podcast of the open nest, so we can look in perspective backwards and say, ah, this is what we have done as a result of that, we are here right now. Exactly. Thank you. And and we also are very different. Both Amir and I are, are natural adventure, are risk takers. I would say our sense of adventure is different in, as far as that risk. Right. But we both have the ability to want to sometimes be too impulsive, which was a problem for our kids at some point, I will say. Our, we are both impulsive because we're excited about trying new things. And that's not everyone. Not everyone out there is like no. us. So we, you, you, we can only mold what people have asked us in the past. And we have had those kind of questions. How did you guys get to 33 years and you still love each other so much and you're still having fun? That's our answer. It doesn't mean it's going to be your brother's answer, who's a lot more private and conservative and, and doesn't have the same risk-taking ability. Or my brother, either. I'm, it's just so interesting. We really don't have the same as, as no. many of you out there. So we can only answer to what we believe when people ask us this question can prepare you for Act 3. Yeah. And we do know, though, that when people come to the end of their lives, they usually regret more what they did not risk rather right. than what what they did not try, at least. Right. So we hope that we can push your edges a little because we come from that perspective. And the, and the edges we would be pushing are, are, can be about traveling together or apart, which we're not going to do in this episode, but the idea of looking at travel that maybe it's not my ideal way to travel, maybe it's not Amir's ideal way to travel, right. but we want to travel together. How do we make that work? That's the value alignment right. of, of what is it that we can do that we both love. I mean, if you want to give an example, that may be useful. I, I think that when you think about aligning dreams, it is a conversation uh, be- among the couple of what exactly retirement or slowing down at Act 3 looks like. Is it taking an RV and traveling around the country? Hey, I got an RV. You know what? After a few months of traveling with it, it's not really for me. I thought that it is a symbol of freedom. It's a symbol of the open road, and I can be wherever I want, anytime I want, but it's not for me. I now know that. So my dream is a line. However, Tessa, you have helped me achieve that. You said, look, if this is what you want, let's do that for you. And I, I got it, and we've done it, but it's not for me. Yeah, we still have the RV, and we're still going to use it, but... For the moment, I can tell you that this was not that this was a dream that is not really a dream anymore. I fulfilled it, realized that this is not for me, and I move on. So alignment of the dreams, alignment of how retirement or how slowing down would look at Act 3 is very, very important for the couple to have a discussion about. And it's about adapting as you go, too, as you can see, because I would have never wanted an RV, but I was able to adapt. And I thank you for that because you allowed that dream of mine to be fulfilled. And now we can shelf and says, okay, 
what next on our agenda? That, that's actually a great, um, a great example of, of risk and then not having regrets because some people will say, well, why didn't you think it through? I mean, the truth is you've been looking at RV oh, for years I, and you have it wanted it. And so you just, you know, you didn't maybe decide that you're that mechanical and spend time with people in their RVs that if you really want to do a lot of research, of course you can do more research. And yet, I think everyone has to operate differently. But we've had that synchronicity of letting each other flow with trying things, whether they work or not, and letting each other just, you know, fall what I fall and fly. And so that's what's been aligned with our value system to be able to try many different businesses we've tried, publishing businesses, network marketing businesses. Um, And and then when we got into the world of ethical non-monogamy and experimenting, we were able to take risks without having to hold tightly to each other. And that gave each other a sense of our togetherness and aligning our values because we kept doing that. Yeah, that's that's we'll keep that for a different episode as far as I'm concerned. I think that you're absolutely right when it comes down to that. We have given each other the space and we have given each other the risk taking that we needed for you also to experiment with some educational stuff that you wanted to do. And whether you use it or not, it didn't matter, but we gave each other the space for you to fulfill yourself, uh, I guess, professionally in. You know, uh, and, and support and, and each feed, other and feed your curiosity. in that value. So it wasn't just that, that you know, so it does require that the, that other episode that we'll talk about the uh, each other, giving each other's needs met, allowing for that space. And yet, because the value that we're talking about and the dream comes from us letting each other feel fulfilled and valuing the other's vision of life, because my vision of life is very tied to yours right now. Correct. And so growing, aligned, growing older together, tied. knowing that we're going to have that, seems to be like the commitment that is, is giving us the most value, is this idea that even no matter what we go through, we're very, I, I, I know that I'm going to want to look in your eyes and I spend the time knowing how I want to intentionally, as you do with me, especially recently, you've been really putting more effort into that. Wake up and mm. give me that those morning moments of that you are a priority to me in my life. Correct. And that means the world to me because when we have that reciprocation of aligning together and we show it through our bodies and eyes and gaze and love and heart and actions, right. those are the those are the essential building blocks, I think, that one can prepare for in the relationship that helps the dreams then align. So you can't, you can't like, it's like, it's hard to structure that things don't, they all kind of connect to each other. The, our, your needs and my needs, our needs together, needs how we feel, the, how, we, how the yep. needs, and we, how we communicate and show, and, and show up. I always right. talk about showing up and, fully. And, 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 and not only that, but in addition to that, it is the ongoing communication prior to the kids are leaving the house. What is our Act 3 going to look like? Be really, be, I guess... Uh, um, be 
curious students, almost like be curious students of it. Right. Instead of instead of thinking you have to know or, or dreading or dreading the moment. Right. Or at, dreading at, the moment. But when we become, That's I like I to call it sensation scientists. When you try something new to see what you'll like together, and you try on a new way of thinking, and so even listening to this right. podcast or listening to other podcasts we recommend or in our resource center, there's so many things that you can look at for Act Three if you're interested. Right. We have a huge, beautiful resource center on our website, theopennesters.com. So there's so many ways to explore and and right. travel. We have, you know we've interviewed the yeah. gypsy nesters. They sold everything, and that was their values to just travel the world, right. and and people deciding to live apart together to give each other their values together, but more space apart. So we have a lot of these interviews on our website and our, our and every on your favorite podcast platform. Yeah, I I, I I just wanted to add one more thing is when you talk about and plan for Act Three. Talk about what travel, because everybody wants to travel more. What travel look like for you? Are you looking to travel locally? You're looking to explore the world? You're looking to go to the rural areas of the world, the, the, the inhabited places in the, the Himalayas and in India, or explore some safaris in Africa? What type of travel you want to do? Because that is very important because you will see how different it is the couple have different idea what travel looks like. As Tessa said, visit our website, theopennesters.com, double in the middle, S at the end. Explore the various categories that we have on our website, and I'm sure you're going to find a lot of resources on our resources page. Yes, and we thank you so much for being being active listeners with us. I mean, we would love your more active participation in our closed Facebook group as well. But please well, do follow us on Instagram. Help our community grow of more open nesters looking at their lives ahead with 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 excitement and curiosity. Yeah, Tessa, this is this episode is a result of uh, uh, questions we got from our audience. Absolutely. Till next time, this is Amir and this is Tessa, and we will see you on the next episode. Ciao. You have been listening to the Open Nesters Podcast, a production of Kiwi Publishing and Media. Executive Producer, Tessa Crone. Music by Yoni Avi Patat. Audio Engineering by Lucid Sound. Web Design and Blogs, PJ Ewing. This podcast is available on all podcast platforms. To learn more about each episode and guest, please visit us at theopennesters.com. For questions or to be a guest on our podcast, email tessa at theopennesters.com.